This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our next guest is a Hall of Famer, and I believe it's eight Hall of Fames, if I'm remembering right. The Diddy is a true legend, and we love having him on the show every time we can, Mr. Ray Dittinger. How you doing, Ray? I'm great, Joe. I, lo- I, I had never really thought through that take-a-day-off-on-Monday thing, but uh, you make a very good case for that. See, Ray, I appreciate that, because, and this is where I was going to say something snarky and say I think every comment i makes a good one but then i said realize if i say that to you right <laughs> i come off like a real like i come off like a jerk i'm talking about Devin only two days and i make that comment to you so let's push all that aside i don't want to seem like a jerk all right ray a lot to do let's start eagles deandre hopkins i mean in yesteryear it wouldn't even be a discussion of course they should sign him but it ain't yesteryear they got aj brown they got Devonte smith they run the ball a lot they also have dallas goddard and clearly they have greater need elsewhere. Should the Eagles, in your opinion, try to get DeAndre Hopkins? Um, uh, well, I, I, you, you just laid out the case that I've kind of thought all along. I, I mean, would you inquire? Yeah, I guess. You know, just, just out of doing your due diligence, I guess you would inquire. But I, you know, I think they have greater needs. Uh, I also don't think it's a fit for him. I mean, there are better fits in other places around the league, I think. Um, interesting name. Uh, and a couple of years ago, I mean, he was, you know, top three receiver in the league, I would say. Uh, but right now, you know, I, I think you have to be mindful of the kind of player that he is, uh, the kind of player that he still believes that he is. Uh, and while the idea of coming to a team that's, that's a really good team has a shot at going to the Super Bowl, which he never really had in Arizona, um, I think that I just don't see it as a fit. I just don't see it as a fit here. I really don't. I mean, you've got – your, your passing game is pretty well established with what yeah. you've got right now. Yeah. I mean, you've got Brown, who's a, who's a star. You've got Smith, who's certainly a star. Uh, Brown wants the ball. Smith is a guy who's pretty content with whatever he gets. I mean, he's, just a, he's, just a, he's really a team guy. But Brown, you know, Brown's a guy he wants to be treated like a star. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and you've got and your team wants to run the ball because we're run-based offense in, fundamentally. Uh, and so, you know, Hopkins comes in and, okay, now you're going to try and force the ball to him to keep him happy too. And then you're going to make Brown unhappy. I mean, just, I mean, just all the possible, I mean, it could, it, you know, I mean, it, could he come in here and be a, be a, you know, great. Yeah, maybe, but I just don't, I just don't see it. I mean, given other things that you'd like to do with this team and given where you are right now, um, I don't want to say he's a luxury, but I just, I just don't see it as a fit. And, you know, frankly, you know, I can think of three or four other spots around the league that make more sense to me. But I understand the conversation. 
I understand the conversation because, you know, he's coming off a couple down years, but we all know that he's still a very good player. Let's talk about that, Ray. I I love the luxury, and I would absolutely uh, bring it in. Uh, I think it makes us a better team. But has he taken a considerable step back the last couple years from what you've seen? You know, the numbers haven't been the same, but is he the same player? Um, I, mm, I would probably say no. I, but when I, when I say that he's not the same player, it doesn't mean that he's not still a very good player. Mm-hmm. But he's not – the last couple of years he has not been the dominant player that he was before. He just – John, to me, it just doesn't seem like he has the burst that he had before. Uh, and, um, and I just um, – I, I mean, I, one year – you know, one year you can kind of write off two years back-to-back at this point in his career. You know, guy's getting around 30, and all of a sudden – you put two of those years back to back. You have to take a step back and reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he's he's not the player that he was at his peak. Let's put it that way. Is he a diva wide receiver? Yeah, but I mean, I think that's you know I think that's that's what you're going to get in today's NFL. I mean, you know, you're going to get that guy is more common than say a Devontae Smith who just goes out and plays. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons why I was so high on Smith when he came out of Alabama. I mean, he's he's a rare to me star receiver who plays with no ego. I mean, he's you know he's a guy who plays the diva position, but plays it as a as a blue collar guy. You know, a guy who has mm-hmm. is a wide receiver with star ability, but doesn't but doesn't feel the need to be that every time. You know, if he gets three catches and the Eagles win, he's happy. If he gets eight, that's fine too. I mean, it's just he just wants to go out and play, and that's. And everybody I talked to when he was at Alabama, and I, when I watched him play at Alabama, I was just, I was just blown away by the polish of his game. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, he was an NFL receiver playing college football for two years and before he ever wow. got here. Yeah. And you know, when I talked to people around, people who were closer to the situation, people who were closer to the Alabama program, they all said, "Yeah, and as much as you love him as a player, you're going to love him that much as a person because he's just, he's just such a solid, he's just a solid guy." And that's, you know, that's what we've seen here in Philadelphia. You know, the Eagles are. <laughs> the Eagles have got. I mean, we had the discussion last year. Is this the greatest group of wide receivers? You know, the greatest group of receivers the Eagles have ever had in our history. And um, you know, I mean, you could make that argument. I mean, that's when you combine those two guys with an emerging star at tight end in Goddard. I mean, it's an extraordinary group. It really is. It is. It is. Ray, biggest area of need in your opinion for Howie to address before the start of the season is is where? I still think that. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm still concerned about the right guard position. I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that you know when when we all talk about the strength of this team and and you know where this team, what this team needs, and and how it sets itself apart from other teams, we always start with the strength of the offensive line because I mean for the last certainly last year it was the best in the league, and I mean that was a real foundation for what they were able to accomplish and. Um, you know, losing Samalo is. I mean, I, he was not a star. I mean, he, he wasn't. A, he wasn't. You know, like a, a Pro Bowl level player. But I mean, he was a good player, uh, and he and he fit the he fit the description of what they needed at that position. So losing him, it's not as simple as okay, we'll just put somebody in there. You know, you need to put somebody in there that's pretty good. You know, and uh, right now they're sort of fooling around with a couple of different things. I mean, they're talking about moving Jurgens over there. I think the last time I was with you, I, I told you that I was yeah. not. All that excited about that idea, yeah, yeah, uh, and which is which is why I was which is why I've, I found it very interesting that uh, in, in the mini camps here so far, 
they put the rookie Tyler Steen over there, the kid from Alabama, right. who was who was a tackle in college. Um, but it doesn't surprise me that they're giving him a good long look at the right guard position because you, you need, I mean, you need a guy with with size. You need you need a big man in there to help protect Kelsey a little bit. And uh, you know, I think that you know Steen, while he's not a top, you know, a top ten draft pick. I mean, he's a, people would look at him as a lower draft pick. He was a good player at Alabama. Uh, he was a good player at a at a high level of college football, and he has the requisite size that you're looking for at that position. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you put him with a coach like Jeff Stoutland. I mean, he could you know he could wind up. I mean, he could wind up winning that job. And that, but I think they have to find out who that guy is. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Jurgens, whether it's Steen, whether it's Driscoll. You know, I haven't written Driscoll off either. But they have to find one of those guys that can step in there and at least be the equal of what Sayamalo was. So Tyler Steen, potential rookie who could play. Jalen Carter, potential rookie who could play. Who is another rookie who actually has a chance to, to be an Eagle on Sundays for us this season? Oh, Sidney Brown. Sidney Brown. Safety. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would, I, would be, I would be very surprised if he's not starting. Um, and maybe, but maybe week one. Jeez. You know, I... I um, uh, no, John, I like him that much. I mean, he was he was one of my favorite players in the draft before the Eagles ever called his name on draft night. He was one of he was one of the guys that I kind of had circled uh, that I that I really really liked, and uh, I think he's a perfect fit here. Um, now, uh, it a lot depends on you know you don't want him to get hurt, you don't want him to have any setbacks. You, you I would assume based on the way I've seen him play that I don't think he'll have any trouble learning the defense. Um, I mean, he's a guy who just has natural instinct to play the position, and he certainly seems coachable as can be. Uh, and he's got, other than the fact he's, he's a little smaller than you would like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be a great handicap at that position. But he's a fierce player uh, who's really smart, who's always around the football, um, who has great versatility. I mean, you can play him up close to the line if you want. You can play him in center field if you want. Um, if a team spreads you out and he has to play man to man, he can do that too. Um, you know, I think that he was, I think he was a tremendous pick for the Eagles. And I, I think that he's going to fit right in on that defense. And I think he's going to play a lot. I'm not saying week one necessarily, mm-hmm. but I'd be willing, I'd be willing to make you a bet that before the season's out, he's one of your starting safeties. Love, love, love talking football with the Diddy Ray Dininger. It's getting me pumped up, John. We're about three months away, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it here. Ray, we're also feeling but in a different way, a baseball season right now. We're feeling pain. Um, Ray, you know the deal. We turn to you in times of trouble. Um, Ray Dittinger, sir, your assessment of the Phillies' first two months of the season. Talk to us. Uh, Disappointing. Disappointing, but uh, disappointing, but not, uh, you know. Not not devastating? No. Oh, no, far from it. Far from. But isn't I mean, it when you say it's really disappointing? I mean, this is oh, yeah. this is the highest payroll I think they've ever had. Yeah. I mean, Ray, they are under five hundred. Yeah, I know. It's and bad. Well, yeah. yeah, but this is about the same record. This is almost exactly the same record they had at the same point last year. It is now now a different a different set of circumstances and a different dynamic because you're getting ready to fire the manager. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. so I mean that but and that and that ain't happening. Uh, but I, I I look at the t- yeah I mean yeah disappointing sure I mean they're. Yeah, they're not a lot of fun to watch right now, um, and uh, and they're, they're they're struggling. There's no question they're struggling. Uh, but I, you know, if you look around um, the National League, especially, um, especially the way the form the playoffs are set up, I, I 
honest, honestly, I don't see any way they're going to miss the playoffs. I really don't. Wow. I, I really don't. I mean, you know, who's going to go? I mean, the Dodgers are in and the Braves are in. You know that. And there's one, one team is going to have to come out of that mess in the Central Division, and, and they'll get in there, sure. you know, sure. not because they belong in there, but because they're out of the Central Division. Okay, that's three out of six. Um, you know, you're, you're certainly not going to get a wild card out of the Central. Well, yeah, I, look, here's the way I put it, Ray. I think the Phillies, Padres, and Mets are all in the same camp, meaning they're all supposed to be a playoff team. Maybe all three make it. Jody Max said on Friday he still thinks all three make it, and maybe he's right. But the Diamondbacks are six and a half games off on the Phillies. And then there's like three or four other teams that probably won't outlast the Phils, but maybe one of them does. Maybe between the Marlins and the and the uh, the Pirates, and there's one or two other teams I'm forgetting. I mean, like it's like I to me it could be as simple as it just becomes a Diamondbacks Padres Mets thing, and then you're out. But don't you take solace in the fact that Ray? I do. Says he doesn't think there's any way we miss the playoffs. All right, Ray, here's where I've got to do something, and I learned a long time ago to never do this, Ray. Yeah. It's, I mean, God, John, this is breaking an oath. It's telling Ray Dittinger live on the air that he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you better be right. How could you? Ray, wow. I mean, I think you're overconfident, Ray. No, I, I, I don't, John. I mean, I, I'm, uh, Joe, I, I think that they're – you know, I mean, you look at the roster. They're they're a good team. Yeah, they're they're not they're not playing well. They're right. not playing like it, but they're a good team. And over the course of 162 games, I, I would be look if, if 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 this thing plays out and they miss the playoffs, then that is an epic fail. Okay, to have invested what you've invested in this team at this point, uh, and to have a year with <laughs> with a National League is this bad. Yeah. And and you miss and you're not one of the top six teams. That is epic failure. And if it comes down to that, if we're having this same discussion in October that they're not going to make that they're not going to make the playoffs, then I am right there with you that this is this has been a dreadful season and everybody everybody has underachieved and everybody has to be held accountable. But I don't think that's happening. I really don't. You know, I think that you know the Diamondbacks are you know, Diamondbacks are okay and and you know they might be good enough to get in, but that's it. You know, and then I think there's going to be, I think it's going to be the Braves. I think it's going to be the Mets. I think it's going to be the Phillies. I mean, they're having the same discussion in New York with the Mets. You know, same no story. Question. You know, no question. They, they, invest, they invested, San, they, San Diego they invested, a, ton of, they invested yeah. a ton of money in this team. They're out there. They're underperforming. Uh, everybody's unhappy. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's exactly the same discussion. Two teams with almost exactly the same record. And you look at both teams and you say, yeah, you know, the, the Mets aren't going away. I mean, over the course of 162 games, they're going to be there. And I feel, I feel exactly the same way about the, about the Phillies. I don't think that if, if, they don't make the, if they don't make the playoffs, then, yeah, then, then a lot of sure. people are going to be called on the carpet for underachieving. But I don't see that happening. And I still think as bad as they're playing right now, look, last night, last night they might as well not even brought, brought the bat rack down. You know, I mean, I mean last, night they just help, they, last night they looked helpless. But, I mean, uh, I still feel over the course of 162 games they're going to be there. They would have had a better chance last night. I mean this. If they had actually not swung the bat the whole game. Because they would have walked. Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe they sw- string four walks together and, and, and then, you know, come home. With, you with know what? Run. That's a really great point, Joe. <laughs> it, it is. It's the truth. 72% of that pitcher's pitches were outside of the strike zone. Hey, 72 the, the, percent. And the eighth inning when, when we finally got Senga out well, of that game. Well, it might have been with that one pitch, actually. It was Adovino. Adovino was – he had thrown six of seven pitches out of the strike zone. Yeah. 
and he still had two outs on us because of JT's no, failed steal, and then Bohm took a whack at a ball that was on his hands and it's grounded absurd. out. Absurd. Yeah. All right, Ray, here, here's a different Phillies question. Boy, I didn't – my God, did I never think we'd be talking about this. They have made the decision to enshrine Scott Rowland in the team's wall of fame. The correct decision or the absolutely wrong decision, Ray? Oh, well, it's, it, it, I wouldn't say it's absolutely wrong. I think it's, yeah, you could call it debatable. I mean, you could, you could certainly have the other side of that argument. But, um, look, I was not his biggest fan when he was here. You know, I, I found him an irksome kind of player. Um, <laughs> and, Because, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you had to recognize his ability, um, which was considerable. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't. I don't go along with the people that sometimes I've heard people say that he was a better fielder than Mike Schmidt. I, I, I don't believe that at all. Uh, he was, he was a good fielder. I mean, he was, he, he has, he has his share of gold gloves and he could play the position. Um, but I, I didn't think he was in Schmidt's class as, as an all around player and not, and not as a glove man, but I thought he was, I thought he was a good player. I thought he was a worthy all-star. And if, um, and as far as the Phillies Wall of Fame, yeah, I, I would put him on there. Wow. I would. And uh, and I'm like, again, I, I'm not. I'm telling you that when I was under anybody listening to the radio station back in the Scott Rowland days, will know that I was very critical of him. But but just because I just I guess he just annoyed me. <laughs> he just annoyed me with his demeanor. Uh, he was he was one of those bad body language guys. <laughs> yeah, he uh, was. Which which I mean, you shouldn't read too much into that. You shouldn't allow it to bother you as much. And I I think probably as I got older, it didn't bother me as much. But back then, it did somewhat. Uh, I always felt like he was a guy that wasn't that happy here. I always felt that he was a guy who wasn't wasn't giving you a hundred percent all the time. Um, but his his ability was his ability was what his ability was. I mean, he was a legit all star. And if you look at the numbers that he put up when he was here. In the company of the guys that are on the Wall of Fame, I think he certainly belongs. Do I think he's a real popular choice? Probably not. I mean, I would suspect that by the end of the morning on your poll here, yeah, you're, you're probably going to get more no's than yeses. Would be my guess. Look, he but might I get would, he might get more boos than cheers that day. I mean, well, it. I think I mean, really. I think, yeah, I, I think probably you know I think probably there will be there will be more booze mixed in than any Wall of Fame person we've seen to this point. Yeah, but I think but I think the I think over overall the cheers will wash it out, and you know I think people in the ballpark that day will be somewhat mindful of the image of Philadelphia fans. You know, I mean, I, I think they'll, they'll say, do we really want to go down this road again? You know, if we really boo this guy today, then, you know, all the national media is going to be all, MLB is going to be all over us. You know, here are the Philadelphia fans again. So I think that initially there'll be, there'll be boos because there's, that sentiment is certainly out there. And I think you're going to hear it this morning. But I think that day people just say, oh, you know what? Let's let bygones be bygones. Because I think if you really do look at his numbers, I mean, he was, he was, he was a good player. He was very good. All right, all right, Ray, two final things here. Some extended time with the Diddy Ray Dittinger this Wednesday morning. Ray, two final things. Uh, Tommy and me, going on. Love it. You know, John and I have seen it a number of times. Uh, Bucks County Playhouse running through June 17th. I know you've got Glenn hosting this Thursday's Q&A. And how about it? Angelo doing the honors Tuesday of next week. Tell us, tell us yeah. how, it's, how it's going. How about that? We've got Boo Radley coming next Tuesday. <laughs> a little, uh, little mockingbird reference there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah, Glenn's coming uh, tomorrow night, and he's going to host the Q&A tomorrow night after the play. And uh, Angelo Cataldi, uh, who, uh, making a rare public appearance, is going to come out next Tuesday 
and host the Q&A afterwards. So come on out and see it. Yeah, it, uh, Joe, it's going great. It really is. Uh, it's an all-new production, which made me a little apprehensive because we've had you know such great success with the original production and the original cast. You know, when Bucks County Playhouse said we wanted to do our own version of it with a new director, new cast, new set, and all that, um, I was a little nervous. You know, I, I didn't know how it was going to come out, but it's it's come out great. The cast is great, and you know, Gordon Clapp, who I think everybody remembers from NYPD Blue, uh, has really gotten into the role of Tommy McDonald, and he's he's just killing it every night. So uh, yeah, we're doing great, and uh, we're there through the 17th, and hope folks can come out, but especially. Either come out tomorrow night and see Glenn, or or especially come out next Tuesday and see Angelo. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, Ray, one more thing, and I've saved the best for last, because for one of us, it is the most important question that's going to be asked here. Uh, and again, you are the wisest of wise in Philadelphia. Uh, probably was John Chaney. Now it's Ray Denninger. All right, here's the deal, Ray. <laughs> we have this summer of John thing going on, where John, you might know this, Ray, he and his former wife, you know, separated a number of years ago, officially divorced about a year ago. Uh, he's ready to go. He wants to meet someone, wants to meet someone special. Oh, what okay. is the Ray Didinger? I mean, you've been married a long time and God bless you. What is the Ray Didinger advice to John Ritchie on sort of what he should be looking for, how she, he should be going about this Ray's advice to John to try to find the right gal. Wow. Uh, well, how long has this uh, how long has this been going on now? Uh, in in terms of this this survey, it's just started. Yeah, it's we're just starting. Started like a week ago. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, you know, I, I can't imagine that John's going to have that much trouble. You know, I mean, I think John's <laughs> wow. you know John's a real you know John's a first round draft pick in Jeez. the social scene. I would think. What incredibly uncomfortable! Wow, thank you. Thank you. Third, uh, third time you've been wrong this interview, by the way, Ray. No, hey, listen, look at the, no, seriously. I mean, look, look at what you're talking about. You're talking about, you know, a guy who's an NFL player, a guy that's a professional athlete with, you know, with legit credentials. Yeah. A man with a, a, a you know, a, a fine, you know, academic record. He went, you know, went to two fine schools, Michigan and Stanford. Uh, plays, you know, plays the guitar. Um, can talk about a wide number of subjects. Um, I, I think that, you know, I think John is going to have no trouble. The, the one thing I, the one thing I would tell you is, the, to find a, to find a relationship that lasts. It, if, if I've learned anything, it just it just goes beyond the physical. You know, and I think that you have to find someone that you can connect with. You know, on an emotional and uh, and an intellectual level. Yeah. You know, someone someone you can have a real conversation with. Uh, someone you enjoy spending time with. Uh, and someone, most of all, someone that you 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 trust yeah. you know someone that you know someone that you just know is going to is going to be there is going to be there for you yeah. when things are really good and you're having fun and someone who's going to be there for with you when you need that rock to lean on i mean that's and no, listen those people aren't easy to find mm-hmm. um but you have to you know when when you find the right person um you know yeah. you know no no one no one has to no one has to give you any advice when you're with that person you will know you were with that person. And I, John, you know, I don't think you're going to have any trouble finding the right person. Well, thank you, Ray. I, that was incredibly that was, insightful. Was that lovely. was good. Yeah, it was, was great. Valuable. I, thank you. Wow. He still does have Lucky his own. in love. He's got to overcome his face, though, Ray. It's so not. it's, you know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, Wow, Joe, with all the low uh-huh. blows today. Wow. Ray, The one thing about John, I will say, um, having, having gotten to know him, um, I, 
It wouldn't hurt you if you smiled more. Yeah, I get that. I I do. He's kind of like Nixon, Ray. He's a brooder. Yeah. Yeah, but but see, I don't think he really is. I think I think his personality is different than he when he when you look at John. And I, I, his size is part of it. I mean, I, there's a little intimidation factor there. But <laughs> but the but the other part of it is you 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 do look you do look a little angry. Um, <laughs> yes. yes, I you get do. that a lot. Surly. I, I, was, I, I wasn't going to say angry. I was going to say sullen. But yeah. basically the same idea. You know, I think yeah. you're you're a, you're. I mean, you're you're a really good guy. You've got a great sense of humor. You're great company. But if somebody just looks at you, they're um, they're. <laughs> They're a little reluctant, you know. Yeah, it just it just wouldn't hurt you if you smiled more. Yeah, right. My mom tells me that a lot, and she's a very wise woman. Ray, I'm getting out of my chair to give you and Mrs. Ritchie both. Ray, better than I could have ever imagined, and I imagine a lot with the advice. Ray, wonderful. Ray, we'll talk soon. Uh, Continued success with Tommy and me, and, and thanks so much for giving us some time here today, Ray. Hey, it's always a pleasure. Have Thank a great you, morning, Ray. guys. Thanks, Bye-bye. Ray.